Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop step. Off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Nick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. All the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 86. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about week three, burning questions, bringing in our no cap, no cap segment, and just you know, talking about favorable matchups, unfavorable matchups, and uh, whatever else that we want to talk about for this week. So, Ike, how you doing today, man? How you feeling for this week three? Good, man. Good. Uh, you know, last, you know, this past week was a very high scoring week. Thank God, right? Thank yes. God. It was, a, it, was a cor- it was a correction of mass proportions from week one, because week one, 12 and 4 for the unders, week 2, 13 and 3 for the overs. Mm. So we got a lot of scoring, a lot of scoring across the board, man. So I was I was happy to see that. So hopefully we can get some more of that moving forward. Hopefully. Yeah, I definitely needed that for some of my leagues. The other one that looked so surprisingly the only league I'm owing to is the is our uh, our long-standing home league, which is oh. very embarrassing. I hate to um, see it. And you're the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely hate to see it, man. Oh, absolutely man. It. man, it pisses me off, man, because the wide receiver room looking like spot clean with, with Chase and C.D. Lamb and, and D.J. Moore. But, um, you know, you just keep running into these teams that keep overperforming, so I can't do nothing about it. So, you know, we put our heads it, down. Put our heads down. Hopefully week three uh, treats us better. Yeah. I did get I, I did get the boost with Jerome Ford, so I know RIP to to uh Nick Chubb, but you know, I, yeah, I needed man. that for my running back room, man. What a what a what a horrific injury that was, man. They're saying he got he, he might have to get two surgeries, his career might be in jeopardy. And he, he did and he blew out that same knee in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. And that was a gruesome injury too. So that man yeah, I, when, I, you I just, te- when you when you text me about him, that man. that that second angle, that different angle, I because yeah. the original one you can't you can't really tell. Can't tell and the yeah. ESPN didn't even want to ESPN didn't want to entertain trying to show it again. So yeah. I had to go go look, and I was just like, Jesus Christ! Like Minka just yeah just went with full destruction, and that's exactly what he did, man. So yeah, it's crazy. You know, just hope hope that he can find a way to recover. I know the 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 Browns can get out of his contract. It should be interesting what they do, man. You would, I mean, yeah, I, I get it's a business, man, but that's just like that's that's just heartbreaking, man. Because he may never play again, 
Like, there's a legitimate chance that he may never be able to play again because of that. And he's 27. Nick Chubb, feel like he, you feel like he's been around for a, a long time, but he's only 27, man. Like, that's – and, you know, the way that he was running against Pittsburgh and the way he ran last, uh, last week, he had a lot left in the tank. He had a lot left to take. He was going to go for another 1,400 yards and double-digit touchdowns again. And yeah. So it, it's, it sucks, man. It really does. You don't like to see that at all. But, you know, running back injuries were, were, pretty, were pretty plentiful in week two. But none, you know, obviously none near, near, nearly as bad as Nick Chubb. We did have Saquon Barkley hurt his ankle. And it's that same ankle that he hurt in 2019. So he's got a history. And I think the same ankle that he hurt in 2021, I believe, that he had to miss some time when you know Daniel Jones airmailed a pass and he stepped on somebody's ankle. Yeah. Or stepped on somebody's foot and he rolled his ankle. So I think it's the same ankle that he hurt. He got ruled out today um, for, for the Thursday night game. Duh. So Matt, Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, or whoever it is, to, you know, or maybe maybe even the rookie Eric Gray may get some snaps because I, I don't I don't know how they're gonna fare against the 49ers front. But it, it's yeah, it's it's going to be tough sledding for the for the for, for the Giants on Thursday night, and they're ten point uh, road dogs. So, good luck, good good luck with good luck with that backfield if you're going to play any of them. Hopefully, you yeah. don't have to. Hopefully, you don't have to. But man, it, it's it's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be tough sledding. Yeah, we'll talk about potential what you can do there. But I mean, you pretty much already alluded to that. If you can not go there, just try to find another running back room to go go play with so yeah get somebody else to do it <laughs> and, then just, <laughs> and then just uh david david montgomery he hurt his quad i think he's probably gonna miss week three as well and then you know we'll have craig reynolds kind of step into his role but then jameer gibbs he's gonna be the one that's gonna benefit obviously the most from a fantasy perspective because of all the you know more opportunities that he'll have and we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more about Jameer Gibbs um, here in a second. Then Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones uh, didn't practice today. Austin Eckler did have an update today saying he'll be back sooner rather than later. So hopefully that means week three he'll be back. So we don't have to see Josh Kelly run 13 carries for 39 yards and no targets out of the backfield. And then Aaron Jones can, you know, again, it's kind of a similar thing. A.J. Dillon was super ineffective in week two. So hopefully, you know, Aaron Jones will, will get back, but him not practicing this, him not practicing on Wednesday, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, does not necessarily bode well for his week three availability. But the biggest thing we want to talk about real quick for the news before we get into some, uh, some brief week, uh, week two takeaways, the biggest thing, Cam Akers to the Vikings. That, that dropped today. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, man? What are your thoughts? Um, you know, it was one of those teams where we figured they were going to they had to do something. Um, you know, they, they picked up Gaskins, but Gaskins has been inactive. I know they like Ty Chandler. He gives you a different type of uh, speed uh, in the backfield. And then Mr. Alexander Middison, he hasn't done jack squat with his chances at all. So they're just like, yeah, we need to we need to we need to do something, juice this up a little bit. Granted, you know, they're one of those teams. I think they're second in the league in terms of passover expected. Uh, only, uh, only no, under two. Talking about the the Vikings? No, they're number one. Vikings? They're yeah, yeah, you're right. That's right. Number you're one. right. They are number one, and it's yeah. by like a a big margin. So Wide it's interesting. And so it's interesting for them to bring in another yet another running back trade for uh, a running back. So it'd be interesting what they do here. I would hope that they keep passing because I I mean I love it. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, they, they're they're the only team in the league that doesn't have a 10-yard rush on the season. They have 69 total rushing yards through two games. So it's been that bad. It's been that bad for, <laughs> for the Vikings. So, I mean, camp, I mean, the the dead the dead zone the dead zone duo is about to cook in Minnesota like I tweeted like I tweeted out <laughs> I mean you know I, I I admittedly I drafted a lot of I drafted quite a bit of uh, Cam Akers and best ball and that's not yeah. looking very good right now but if he can take over that backfield because I mean if there's a backfield that he can take over it can be this one because there's really not much I mean again 69 yards for two games I can divide right so <laughs> yeah I th- I think I think Cam Akers has has a lot of opportunity, but but the compensation, the compensation. Can you like? Do you know how done you have to be with a player to swap a late round pick, a late round pick three years from now, a twenty twenty? Like we got we got a compensation update. It's a twenty twenty six seventh round pick pick swap. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? They're just like, hey, just just take him, just take him. We'll just, we'll, we'll just whatever go. we can get. It's a it's yeah. a legit, like whatever we can get for this guy. We just need him off our team. That like that's that's insane to me, man. I want to know what he what happened. Like what happened? And that's the thing. Nobody knows exactly what happened. Like nobody knows why he was in the doghouse. Remember week one in 2022, he was he got like two snaps or three snaps. And then Darrell Henderson had all the other snaps and carries and targets and opportunities. When we just had no idea what happened with Cam Makers, and we still don't know what happens in week one. Now, week one, he got 22 carries. He got 22 carries in week yards. one for 27 yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the touchdown saved him, right? He would have had like two car- <laughs> 2.9 points <laughs> on 22 carries. Like, that would have been like, gro- like the grossest, most inefficient running back day of all time. But, like, I, I-, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm kind of. We'll, we'll we'll find out now that he's now that he, now that he's no longer a Ram. We'll we'll know. We'll we'll get more details because usually after the after the player leaves, we get all these random details about what happened while he was there, and mm-hmm. why he what what led to him being traded. So um, that we'll, we'll 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 get that soon enough. So one of the one of the biggest takeaways that we can uh, talk about really quick for week two is just how bad Joe Burrow looks. Joe Burrow does not look good. Uh, for you know so far he's just hasn't been connecting with jamar chase and i think that's a lot of people's you know one of one of the, a lot of people's favorite stacks in best ball the, the burrow chase a stack has not come has not uh produced or yielded any results so far i mean jamar chase has five catches each of the first two weeks which is okay it's fine but i think it's only i think his max has only been like 30 30 or 40 yards so it, he has not they've been doing a lot of screens uh, the A dot is really, really low. Um, I know the first game was really bad. They gave they gave up a lot of sacks, but week two, week two, the offensive line played a little bit better. Um, they only gave up one sack. They only gave up one sack. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll we'll talk more about Joe Burrow um, um, later on um, in the show. But it's just, is it time to panic for with Joe Burrow? Is it time to panic? Like if you can, if you have the panic panic you know panicometer or panicometer from one to ten. Where where are you where are you placing it? I know they start slow, but that injury with the O line looking bad, with the really 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 low A dot, it's probably a six man because that cap injury 
is not going to go away if he doesn't if he doesn't get proper rest. So I'm at a six right now. I got a share of you know chasing that home league, and it doesn't feel good with you know even though he was a you know a, a good keeper in terms of I think his keeper value was fourth round, but you know you're expecting somebody to you know give you wide receiver one numbers, and he's basically you could bench him and you wouldn't be missing him. That's how that's how crucial it is right now. So. I'm at a six, man. It's it's get is it's a little worrisome. Yeah, I was I was excited to draft him and uh, redraft this late uh, this year, and you know, obviously those redraft home leagues, you you have you have your uh, randomized draft orders, and I was excited that I have I got number two. I was like, yes, I'm about to get Jamar Chase, and I'm in a keeper league, and I have Jamar Chase, and I can go along with my keeper. So I'm about to I'm about to cook, right? And I, and I was so excited to draft him, and he just hasn't done anything. I'm like, damn it, come on. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think I think at some point, you know, this this connection will start clicking. He's 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 one of the proverbial by lows. But then you have to you have, you also have to monitor Joe Burrow's health because that calf injury, if he's out, if he misses any time, I think their backup quarterback is Jake Browning. Bro, who the hell is that guy? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to know. You, you don't want to know exactly. <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know who that guy is. So. Yeah, we 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 need Joe Burrow to you know to massage that calf and and, and do some compression therapy or do do a lot of uh, foam rolling, however 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 it is, however whatever he needs to do to to get that calf right, man. Yeah, hopefully he can holler at Deshaun. Maybe he got a plug for uh, the massage. And speaking of Deshaun, Deshaun, <laughs> he's been bad too. He's been really bad. So there there that's that's another situation where. Man, like that contract is looking worse and worse and worse by the day, by the hour, <laughs> by the minute. Like it, it's like, like right now, right now, Deshaun Watson, he's 30th in EPA, per, EPA, CPOE composite score, 29th in adjusted EPA per play, 25th in success rate, 32nd in completion percentage. That like that is that is currently where Deshaun Watson stands. Man, he has not shown anything that that can give you confidence in him moving forward. Um, based on since since he since he stepped in in week I think week thirteen last year, after that twelve game suspension, he has not looked good. Like he has not looked good at all. Like he has not given any. He haven't he hasn't given Browns fans any hope that he can he can turn it around. He hasn't. He just hasn't. I mean, we we couldn't. We can talk about what he did in Houston with you know DeAndre Hopkins and you know all the you know all those you know twenty one and a half point you know fantasy points per game that he that he had in Houston, but that was such a long time ago, and he had a full off season to kind of get acclimated with with the weapons with the receivers, and there's not going to be any excuses this year. But it seems like we're just getting the same Deshaun Watson who's you know dropping his eyes at the, you know when the pass rush comes and his pocket awareness is is. He's slow to react to to defenders, you know, climbing, you know, in the pockets. Like it's just, I don't know. He look sometimes it just looks like he hasn't played football. He just looks looks like a completely different player. So I don't know, man. What do you what do you think about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, everything you said. Like he's like some of those throws to the silence were like going to the stands. Um, <laughs> as soon as his the, first read is gone, row. yeah. As soon as his first read is gone, his eyes are down and he's just like ready to run and just. Sometimes you just look at he doesn't have a plan, man. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm also worried about this, and and of course in that home, same home league, I have Chase. I got Deshaun as my my quarterback, um, Oof. which, Oof. yeah, which even 
even goes even further to, you know, you got all these elite quarterbacks and like, again, like should, should you have waited somebody, somebody, even somebody like Watson, we just assumed that he was going to you know. Okay. He played those eight games. He was bad. He had a full off season. He shook off the rest. He'd be good. If you took him early, like I did, like in the fifth round, fifth, sixth round, you're hurting right now. Cause that could have been yet another, you know, wide receiver or running back. If you got lucky in terms of, you know, taking that spot, you could have waited a little bit later. So. The Kirk uh, Cousins was like the what the sweet spot right there. Yeah, you know, people, man. people waited and they got rewarded with Kirk Cousins, and yeah, he's, man. and they're going to be passing the ball all the time because they're zero two and they suck. And yeah. So, yeah that that's going to be that's going to be something. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the burning questions for this week. The first one that we the first game we want to talk about is the Philly Tampa Bay game Monday Night Football. One of the Two Monday night games. This is an over under a 45 and a half. Um, and we also want to bring in our favorite segment that we have not done yet, which is cap or no cap. Uh, for the people that have listened to the show for the first time or are not familiar with what cap means, cap is another word for lying. So if I tell you that the Cowboys suck, Ike would say. Oh, that that's cap. That's cap. <laughs> if you ask Joy Taylor. You might get a different answer, but yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So cap or no cap is the RB1 in Philly, you know, DeAndre Swift, even with a healthy Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I mean, I think that's no cap. I think that's no cap. We haven't seen a running back perform like that in that Philly offense in, in quite some time. Even Kenneth Gainwell, when he had all the opportunity in week one, he didn't look nearly as good as DeAndre Swift did. He did not look nearly as good. He didn't have 28 carries for 170. I mean, can can Kenny Gainwell have 28 carries in the game and <laughs> and rush for 175 yards and, and look super explosive and force a lot of missed tackles? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like DeAndre Swift on Thursday night, he was top five in yards before contact. So he had so many like wide running lanes that he was able to pick and choose his spots and then just explode through the holes. So it was just... It was it was easy for him. It was easy for him on Thursday night. Now again, that's the opponent, right? Now Tampa Bay is a much better team defending the run and defending running backs in general, and they always have been, um, at least over the last the last like two, three, maybe four years. And so that's just one kind of one thing to monitor. But I I, I definitely think this is DeAndre Swift's backfield until until I mean hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But you know we've seen him have a history of shoulder injuries. I think that's one. Problem that DeAndre Swift has had shoulder, shoulder and groin injuries. Those are the two two most common DeAndre Swift injuries. So hopefully he doesn't sustain any of those, and he can just finally have a fully healthy season, and he can show everybody that he he was he was supposed to be that dude in Detroit, and they just gave up on him. Yeah, I will say that Minnesota, you know, pretty much was like, "You're not going to beat us deep. We dare you to run the ball." And Philly, that's exactly what they did. Like after you know what that first quarter. When they kept seeing, you know, uh, Hertz just didn't know where to go or anything like that. You know, they just like F it. You know what? We're just going to run and just, you know, just ran it right down their throat. So it made sense why we saw what we saw um, in terms of, you know, the the Eagles just dominating the line of scrimmage and, they, you know, rushing over 200 yards in that game. So should be interesting. Like you said, Tampa Bay, they're one of the best run defenses even for this year. I think they've only allowed 101 yards total in two games, which is, I think, fifth or sixth lowest. So it should be very interesting to see what they do with with uh, with Philly in that Monday night game. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, and then, you know, just um, I know a lot of people are frustrated with AJ Brown's usage or AJ Brown's like production. He had a, he obviously had a dud of a game, but he did have a touchdown called back, and he, he and Jalen Hurts just barely missed him on another touchdown in that game. So I think he'll be fine. And he's like he's top five and he's top five in air yards, um, in air yard share. And so there a, a, a boom game is coming, and I think Carlton Davis is not playing is not is 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 trending towards not playing in week three so there's gonna be plenty of opportunity for aj brown so if you if you know if you, if you find that disgruntled uh fantasy manager that that's that's holding aj brown and wants to get rid of him trade for him go ahead and go ahead and try to send, you know send an offer for him because he's 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 gonna he's gonna he's gonna ball sooner or later sooner rather than later yeah agreed there i agree there mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yep, next game. Chargers and Vikings. Uh, Over-under is 54. That is the highest total on the slate. There's not going to be any defense being played. I don't think we really need to spend too much time on this game. Uh, Minnesota, like we mentioned, they are number one in pass rate because so they're they are going to be passing the ball all the time. And, and if you look at their if you look at their upcoming schedule, I mean they have the Chargers this week and they got the Chiefs and they got the 49ers over like the next like month. So they're going to be in a lots lots of shootouts. Um, you know the Chargers they've given up the highest you know yards per route run at two point uh, two point two nine. They're the only team at over two. The only team. And so mm. they've been getting torched. Hell, they got torched by Ryan Tannehill last week. Dude. Ryan Tannehill was was awful in week one. And he just Bro. looked like a world beater against the against the Chargers defense. All in. And so, you know, whatever whatever Tua did to that defense in week one, man, he's like that is that seems to have carried over. Um and that that is yeah, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding. Uh, for that, for that Chargers, for that Chargers defense, and that Chargers secondary in general. Yeah, I definitely agree. Just start everybody in that game. Any anybody you have yeah, on your fantasy teams, just start everybody. Um, except for Gerald Everett. I don't. He's getting rotated with two other tight ends that you probably don't even know. So no need to even entertain him. But everybody else, go ahead and fire him up. Even mm. even Joshua Kelly, uh, Minnesota. You just saw them get you no know, just manhandled last week in terms of running so uh definitely an opportunity for josh joshua kelly to redeem himself from you know uh obvious obvious don't play spot versus tennessee last week absolutely absolutely all right next game denver versus miami over under 48 and miami is a six and a half point favorite we did see uh you know waddle is you know, it's still dealing in the, in the protocol. And then I saw Tyreek pop up in the injury report, but I'm assuming that maybe it's just like a rest day. I don't think I don't think I'm worried about that, but we'll see. Tom- we'll see on uh, today on Thursday for sure to see if what that's going to look like. Um, yep. But the question for here is Denver's run game. I know we had been talking about how, you know, Sean Payton is usually a wizard in terms of, you know, getting running backs uh, in his system in the top 12, top 15. And right now we got Javante at RB thirty seven and, and Piran at RB forty one. Um, what are your thoughts about this in terms of 
in this game and going forward, what do you what do you think how this is going to shake out? Because both these guys are pretty much splitting the share, the snap share in half. But, you know, Javante is holding most of the rush opportunities and P. Ryan is running more than half of the, the routes from the backfield. Well, I mean, Javante just doesn't look that he doesn't look that explosive. Uh, I think that's I think that's part of the issue, and you know he he's still you know kind of working his way back, and I'm you know it's it's great to see him you know playing from the start from that you know from the the multi ligament ACL tear. It's it's good to see him play from the start, but he just hasn't looked like himself, and you know that's that you know that obviously you know kind of goes without saying. But this is a matchup that we can we can look to explore. I know Miami looked really good last week, you know, defending the Patriots. Uh, running game, rushing attack. Um, their their offensive line hasn't been playing that great, but um, Miami still has given up the fifth most fantasy points um, to opposing running backs and the fourth most rushing yards and the fourth highest yards per carry. And, you know, a lot of that is probably, you know, due to what happened in week one where they gave up, near, you know, almost 200 yards um, between between uh, Austin Eckler and uh, Joshua Kelly. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 still there's still some uh, opportunity to exploit there, but 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 Javante and, and Samaje P. Ryan, I mean, they haven't you know they haven't taken advantage of their opportunities so far this year. But this is something that we can maybe the Denver coaches are are, are probably looking to to potentially do uh, this week is to exploit that run game because you know Russell Wilson, you know they they finally started taking some shots down the field uh, in the in the last game. And you know, with the, with a guy that basically played like five snaps and Marvin Mims, you know, I think he played like five snaps. Yeah, and he, he got like two big two bombs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if if they can like you know use the run game to kind of set up some play action, and 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 have some success, I mean, there's there's there is success to be had against this Miami secondary or this Miami defense in general. Yep, I agree there. Um... Buffalo, Washington, over under of 44 and a half. Buffalo is a six and a half point favorite. Um, the question I have here is Sam Howell. Sam Howell, is, he's, looked too, he's looked pretty good the first two games of the season. I can't, can't deny that, uh, especially them getting out to a hot start versus Denver last week. But what do you do? You believe in him to you know carry on and do this against Buffalo now? Yeah, I think this is the the, the biggest test, you know, Tim Howe has, like you said, he has looked good. He is number one in completion percentage over expected and just completion percentage. So he's, you know, he's been he's been balling. And 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 I I talked about this on the podcast. He's been he's been doing his thing with that with with, with the with the new offense that uh, Eric Bieniemy has run. I think right now Sam Howe is the QB fourteen or QB thirteen in in uh, in fantasy. And so he's just on a borderline a borderline QB one. So I think they're gonna have to be they're, they're gonna have to pass a lot more uh, in this game to kind of keep up with Buffalo. But I, I think we can see some we can see them have some success um, with Terry McLaurin and then uh, Josh Do- uh, Josh uh, Jahan Dotson underneath. Now I know Jahan Dotson's A dot has been a little bit lower um, versus last year, so he's been getting a lot of a lot more passes um, closer to the line of scrimmage than he has been. And so, you know, maybe they can kind of stretch the field a little bit more um, and maybe start doing some of the things they did with them last year. But there's there's going to be some chances in this game um, for Washington to show us, hey, are they for real? Or were they just playing against the Cardinals and playing against the Broncos? I mean, the Broncos defense is bad, but um, there was they were clearly bombing away on them <laughs> in, in, in week two. 
So this is kind of the biggest test that we can um, we can perceive for for Sam Howell um, up to this point. Now, it's early in the season; it's week three, but this is this is a pretty pretty big test for them. Yeah, Buffalo has a above average pressure uh, pressure rate through the first two weeks, so it should be definitely interesting. The secondary is, is pretty decent, also, so it should really test those wide receivers. Um, and we've seen Washington so far spread the ball around to any and everybody that. That that's open really. He hasn't really really targeted on one particular player. He's just he's just been spreading it all over the place. Uh, as you can see, like uh, all different types of players have been getting the rock. Uh, we've seen all three tight ends touch the rock. We've seen like five or six different wide receivers touch the rock. So uh, it should be interesting how they you know how they attack. Because even like his first his first percentage reads, he doesn't have like usually when you see your number one guy, it's usually. You know, 35, 40%. His highest is 22% with McLaurin. Then you got like Dotson at 17, almost 18%. Then you got Curtis Samuel at like 13, and then you got other people. So evenly spread. He's not he's not favoring like one guy significantly in this first read. So yeah. Yeah. It means he's spreading it around. He's he's running the offense. That means he's running the offense. And now Terry McLaurin, him being at 22%, means he's obviously the, you know, usually the primary read, but he's he's doing it, he's doing a good job of spreading the ball around a little bit. So that's what we like to see in this offense. All right, next game, Falcons and Lions over under is 46 and a half. Detroit's favored by three at home. So Vegas thinks this is pretty even, two, pre, two evenly matched teams. But the biggest thing we want to highlight here, it's going to be the rookie, run, rookie running back showcase. The rookie running back showcase. Uh, B. John Robinson, eighth overall. Jameer Gibbs, 12th overall. And how these, you know, how these, two, how these two running backs are going to be deployed. Uh, Bijan Robinson so far his usage he's he's getting a 22% target share um he's getting about 20 um 20 opportunities a game so you know 14 and a half carries five and a half targets so he is going to be uh, a, a, the primary focus in that offense i know we 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 like to rag on Arthur Smith um but he can design a, a lot of you know a lot of good running concepts and get his running backs involved and not use his uh his big weapons and Kyle Pitts and Drake London consistently like he should that's another story for another day. But anyways, um, Falcons are dead last in neutral pass rate. And so one one thing they're going to be doing in this game is running. They're going to be establishing the hell out of it. They're going to be establishing the hell out of it. So um, B. John Robinson here is is going to be uh, – he's in a smash spot um, because he's he, he's just going to continue to like – he's just he's going to continue to ascend. Uh, I know his 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 goal line his goal line usage people may be frustrated by it a little bit, but he does everything else well. Um, so far through two games, he's just been pretty awesome. I have him in a couple of leagues, and he he led me to a couple of victories um, this past week. So that 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 was good to see. And on the other side, we got Jameer Gibbs. He his usage is going to be pretty different though from Bijan Robinson because you know obviously David David Montgomery is going to be out uh, for this game. At least that's where where things are trending um, due to that quad injury. So Jameer Gibbs' role, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, your traditional, you know, between the tackles or anything like that, slamming up, slam him up the A-gap. They're going to use Craig Reynolds for that for the most part. So you guys that are, you know, run your waivers or so so much uh, already, hopefully Craig Reynolds was one of your one of your targets or maybe you pick him up as a free agent because that's, that's how they plan on using him. Um, but in terms of Jameer, J- Jameer Gibbs' usage, um, he's not really he's not going to be really used to, to run inside and at Alabama over out of his. And I heard this on um, I was listening to, uh, you know, Josh Norris talk about this 
um, 112 of his 151 carries um, in college came off came either off tackle or you know some sort of like outside outside zone stretch concepts. So he wasn't really running inside, and he wasn't really asked to do much in pass pro. Only 36 pass pro reps. Not really asked to, to run much inside the five. You know, goal line carries only had four carries inside the five. And so he's not really used in that way. He's going to be used in the passing game primarily. Um, and he'll have a couple of occasional carries and a couple of outside zone runs. And, you know, last week, even after David Montgomery went out, he still led the Lions in targets with nine. He led all Lions pass catchers, even even Amara St. Brown. I know Amara was in and out of the lineup because he had cramps and that, and that toe injury. Um, he led all all players um, for the Lions and targets. And so he's going to be he's going to be used pretty frequently in the passing game. So if you're playing in DF, DFS, if you're if you have these guys in redrafts, uh, enjoy enjoy the fun that 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 will ensue on Sunday between these two running backs. Yeah. So Detroit is actually uh, top five in terms of uh, least amount of uh, yards allowed to running back so it should be interesting because i know last year they He's were match proof i don't care yeah <laughs> no, so i was going to get to it so you know detroit last year was one of those teams where you just line up your running back and you knew they were going to smash like the whole defense period but now i don't know if it's just because i know the seattle game seattle couldn't couldn't block nothing running wise so this would definitely test them because like you said they're they're the lowest they're they're negative in terms of you know neutral pass rate they're last so they're they're running the ball regardless of the down so even even if it's the defense's strength atlanta is still going to run the ball they're just yeah they're they're not going to change it up arthur smith is not going to change it up he's going to he's going to go out there and do what he does and whenever people are asking questions after games about getting player x involved or player y involved one thing he always talks about is well we we won that's that he he's he arrogantly says that, well, we won. Well, this this thing won. And so he's not going to change anything too much um, week to week unless he's going to be really asked to I – mean, even even when they were – but even when they were down uh, by 12 points in the fourth quarter in week two, they were still, still running. running. They were still, still running. running. They were still establishing it. So <laughs> I don't think anything's going to really change um, in, in terms of Arthur Smith's approach on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And this is not even – this is just a – you know, solidify you playing these two. You don't. There's no question. You're starting both these running backs. Bijan, he's fifth in the league in terms of percentage of runs over 10 yards. He's at 24 percent of his runs are at least 10 yards. And then you got Jameer Gibbs on the other side, who is tied second for targets to the running back position at 11. So just, I don't need to tell you anything else. They're already in your lineups. You're not moving them. Just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, keep in mind that you know. We potentially got Cordell Patterson coming back this week. I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. That <laughs> I, I answered the question for you. It, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean Jack Diddley squat. Uh, I hope I hope it don't mean anything. But um, just putting it out there that he could be back this week. But you're starting both those running backs anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, the last game that we want to talk about uh, in this section is the Rams and Bengals, the other Monday Night Football game. We got a good we got a good slate, man. Don't we? We do, right. yeah, yeah. Now, other than other than last week, man, last, last week was very depressing. You know, the Saints, <laughs> the Saints Panthers was bad, and then the Dude. Steelers Browns was a lot of sloppy football, and then the Nick Chubb injury. Like, it, let's give us some good games, man. We got Philly and Tampa, and then we got you know the Rams Bengals rematch the Super Bowl. So yeah, man, let's let's do it, bro. Let's do yeah, it, yeah, man. But the over unders at forty three and a half. I'm sure if it, it would go up, we're still depending on that that Burrow news, but. 
Um, I'm still expecting some points in this game. But our other cap or no cap question I want to ask is the Kyron Williams, uh, you know, debate. Is he somebody that can hold up for the season? Like right now he's RB3. Can you trust him to, you know, continue this usage? Because we know from from uh, from McVay's track record, if he has a running back that he actually likes and trusts, he's going to ride him. Uh, and But Kyron, he's a running back that's under 200 pounds. Uh, so it could be – it could get real sketchy real quick if he's handling – pretty much majority of the workload in the backfield. So what's your thoughts? Here's here's my here's my take on it. So he just got through the arguably the toughest matchup for any running back when he won against the 49ers. He scored two touchdowns against them. He had 10 targets out of the backfield, caught six passes. I think he touched how many how many times he touched the ball? Touched the ball like over 20, 21 times, 22 times, something like that. So so by virtue of that, he's matchup proof. And he's a he's a he is a he is a Set it and forget it, kind of guy. Like if you if you're if you're producing against the 49ers and they the 49ers they suffocate every almost everybody. But if you're if you're balling if you're producing against the 40, against the 49ers, yes, you can hold up. And they just again they just traded Cam Akers. So who do they have behind uh, Kyron Williams? They got Ronnie Rivers, Zach Evans, and Royce Freeman, who's on the practice squad right now. A bunch of nothing. A bunch of nothing. So yes, mm-hmm. I think Kyron Williams can hold up, and he's easily going to be a. He, he's the. I mean, it, obviously RB three, maybe a little, a little ambitious. He's running a little hot in touchdowns, back to back games with two touchdowns. So he that that may regress. But in terms of him being a top twelve running back, RB one, no, that that that's yeah. I, I think he can continue this, especially if he's if he's the primary back in an offense that's going to be trailing a lot, and in a Sean McVay um, offense that. You know, again, like you mentioned, if you if you if McVay trusts you, he's going to lean on you. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Kyron Williams is here to stay. Yeah, um, no, it's interesting because I remember in our home league, just to circle back, I remember that waiver. I knew that that uh, that waiver run was going to be interesting in terms of the numbers that was going to come out. And, uh, you know, I didn't empty the clip enough to, to go get him. I got beat out uh, by nine dollars, bro. Dude, I $9. think how much he go for seventy seventy five dollars. He went for seventy two. Yeah, seventy two. Um, he went for seventy two or seventy three. Um, and yeah. I and I think I bid seventy or sixty sixty three. I was the second yeah. highest bidder. So and I think I had like fifty two or something like that. Regardless of the fact, the the moral of the story here is like, if you got him, salute, congrats. He was one of those guys where you know you're getting a starting running back, so you got it. You entered the clip because you don't know when you're gonna get that chance again. So and again, mm. if we went through that again with with the Jerome Ford, so I'm sure if you emptied the clip or got close to it, then you probably won them. So I know I can say that because I I did it in one of another league we were in. Um, yep. And I know it's, it's something that I usually don't do, but I was just like, hey, I can't I can't pass at the moment. So let me let me go and do it. So it worked out. If, if you're going to spend fab, you need to spend it on running backs. Point the running backs that, go, that are going to see a full time role. Because those guys do not come available that often on waivers, Mm-mm. they don't. So you have to you have to take a chance. You can't be conservative. You can't say, "Oh, I'm gonna save my money till later." You know what? Somebody may emerge later on. That's cool. But this a guy with this usage, like a Kyron Williams in this offense, or a Jerome Ford in this Browns offense. You saw what he did on Monday night in limited, you know, in three quarters, yeah. 131 yards in three quarters. And so you saw what he did. 
So guys like that just don't come available that often. And when when they do, you you just have to pounce on that opportunity. Got to. Yeah. Yep. I definitely agree with you. And then we've already talked about the Chase Burrow connection that that has us a little worrisome. Hopefully we get some good news in terms of if Burrow's gonna be able to go and you know, you know, get get that cap uh you know better for him to perform. Yep. Absolutely. All right, so matchups. Uh, we're going to talk about and just highlight a couple of matchups that we do like and a couple of matchups that we don't like um, for week three. The first one we want to talk about, we kind of mentioned this game already. We're the highest total on the slate. Chargers, Chargers, Vikings, the Vikings wide receivers. The Vikings wide receivers versus the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers, they give them the most fantasy points, most reception yards, highest yards per reception, highest anything to the wide receiver position <laughs> so far this year through two games. Fourth most fantasy points given up to the slot. You you just gotta fire up everybody. Fire up KJ Osborne. Even fire up KJ Osborne. Like even a, even as a flex, if you got multiple flex positions, KJ Osborne would be a decent flex because this game is going to have a lot of points. A lot of points. Even TJ Hawkinson. Like you you can fire up anybody. And and one interesting fact about the Vikings is that only three Vikings wide receivers have run routes this year. It's only mm-hmm. been Jefferson. It's only been Addison. And it's only been Osborne. So it's going to be just those three guys in the passing game. So you can definitely start all three of them. Um, or, I mean, obviously, it, it goes without saying Jefferson um, and, and Addison to a, to a lesser extent. But for sure, all, but now Osborne, Osborne could definitely get some get some run as well in a game that's going to have a lot of points. Yep. Another matchup that we want to discuss is Josh Jacobs versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is giving it the most rush yards, the highest yards per carry uh, in the league to running backs. 7.2 of the carries have gone for over 15-plus yards, which is fourth highest in the league. 320 yards after contact uh, to running backs, which is by far the, the most in the league. I mean, we just saw it uh, Monday night. Chubb was about to have a monster day before he messed up his knee, and then you just saw the back of Jerome Ford. He went in and just like, you know, just, hey, let, I'll, I'll take it from here. And he, what, the second carry, he went 60-something yards, so – yeah, um, I didn't know he had wheels like that, man. Yeah, I, was no, familiar, they, I, I wasn't I familiar they, with your game. <laughs> yeah, man. They talked about, I remember when he was at Bama, he couldn't get no burn because he was behind all these monsters. And then uh, they just talked about how fast he was. And I remember watching him that the uh, only year with Ritter at uh, Cincinnati. He just, every time you watched him play, it was you breaking a long one and nobody mm. came close to him. So uh, I'm just glad he got, he has an opportunity sex the way he's gotten it. But uh, I, I think he can play. So. Yep. Fire up Josh Jacobs. I know people are worried about you know the nine carries from minus two yards, but um, he's still trying to still trying to get his his uh, bearings around you know getting back into football. That eight looks a little big on him for whatever. I don't know if it's him or it's just the number eight, but it looks it looks a little chunky. It looks a little chunky. It looks a little spread out. It looks a little <laughs> spread out. On him. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know he been what he what he been doing in the uh, in his free time, but yeah. Yeah, it looks but, a little Lenny uh, Fournette-ish for yeah, sure. Yeah, but on the on the flip side of that though, another uh, another good matchup that in the same game, uh, the Raiders they've given up the six most running back, uh, six most uh, yards to running backs. So Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, uh, they they're, they have a good they have a good matchup uh, ahead of them. So that's just kind of another thing to keep an eye on. Just so just rounding out the 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 favorable matchups before we get into the unfavorable ones, any running back that that's gonna Take carries in the Kansas City backfield. Play them versus Chicago. 
because Chicago's they're, they're they're one of the worst teams at defending running backs so far this year. Aaron Jones went off for two touchdowns in Week One, and then obviously you know, Rashad White had a bounce back a bounce back week uh, for Tampa Bay. So fire up the running backs. Um, I know P- Isaiah Pacheco is questionable due to due to an, uh, a hamstring injury, um, so I don't know if he practiced or he was limited in practice. And so that's just kind of one thing to monitor. But you can look at Jarek McKinnon and to a lesser extent uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Those those two guys could definitely be getting some burn, and they'll probably have some success against the Bears this week. And just going a little deeper for these matchups, uh, we talked briefly about the 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 Bucks and the, the Bucks and the Eagles on on the Eagles side. But on the Bucks side, not only do the wide receivers have a good matchup, but the tight end Cade Otten has a really good matchup because Philadelphia has just been getting obliterated so far. So far by tight ends, Hunter Henry and TJ Hawkinson combined for three touchdowns uh, so far over, you know, I think 13, 13 catches plus. And so Philly, Philadelphia, they're dead last defending the tight end. And so um, and Kate Otten just went six catches for 41 yards in his last game against the Bears. So he's starting to see a little bit more opportunity in that offense. Um, Baker Mayfield has played a little bit better than expected, that better, better than any of us expected. And so a surprising 2-0 start for the Buccaneers, but a, a favorable matchup for another Bucs pass catcher this week. That's three straight weeks with Buccaneers, man. When When is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Eagles defense, that secondary is not is not good, especially with them, like, injuries kind of just piling up too. So, uh, yeah, you fire up Kate Otten, man. So. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. All right, unfavorable matchups that we're looking at. So the first one, I mean, I don't even really have to give too much detail. Just Cardinals versus the Cowboys. Don't start anybody. Uh, Dallas is first in pressure rate in sacks, giving up the least amount of touchdowns, the least amount of, I think, the the least amount of rush yards. Um, the least, of, no, the second, the second least amount of fantasy points to the running backs. The third least rush yards. And they haven't given up any touchdowns um, to the running back either. So I wouldn't even don't, don't even, even don't bother. Don't even bother. Like I said last week, you don't want these problems. Yeah, you don't, don't want bother. these problems. So, so the last so the last one is the Green Bay wide receivers versus New Orleans. New Orleans has been very, very good at defending the wide receiver this year. Only 10.9 fantasy points allowed to the outside guys. So that look, you know, you're looking at Romeo Dobbs. You're potentially looking at a, the return of Christian Watson. He's going to play primarily on the outside. Um, the only the, the only team that's better uh, against against outside wide receivers is the Dallas Cowboys, who we just mentioned. Um, they give up the eighth lowest receiving yards to wide receivers as well. So, um, and then the and then they have a third. They have the third. They give up the third lowest uh, yards per route run at one point oh four. So don't play any don't play any uh, Packers wide receivers against the Saints, especially guys that are going to be primarily deployed on the outside. Now, may, you you may you may take you may be able to take a shot at Jaden Reed because it's going to be in the slot, so you may be able to get free, uh, uh, you know, away from uh, Marshawn Lattimore and those guys. But it, it's not it's not really a good a good idea to uh, play your Packers wide receivers against the Saints. Yeah, and it, it's funny you bring up Jaden Reed is that he's I know this past week he used twenty six percent targets uh, target percentage uh, from you know Jordan Love, so it's interesting that. You know, this rookie's him being in a slot, he's he's the guy that he's been targeting. So it should be interesting, you know, with this matchup if he's gonna continue that. All right, so 
before we end the show, we're going to talk about the Thursday night, Thursday night football game tonight, which is the Giants versus the 49ers. Uh, 49ers are uh, minus 10 and a 44 and a half over under the Giants team total of 16 and a half uh, juice to the over. You know, we saw them last week come back against the team. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals that were probably just like, oh, dang, how are we scoring this many points in the first half? Let's, you know, kind of dial this back in the second half. And we saw Dayball open up the offense. And voila, we saw we saw Daniel Jones go do what Daniel Jones did last year, which is, you know, tear up the the, the fantasy landscape. Uh, I think he they say he's the only quarterback to in the second half to throw over 250 yards, rush for 50 yards. Uh, rush for a touchdown and have two passing touchdowns. I think they say he's the only quarterback to ever do that. So mm. nice. Should be interesting for what they what we're gonna see this week or uh, tonight versus 49ers, who is, you know, probably the second or third best defense in the league. And we, I mean, we you know, just seen them shut down any and everything that you think that's gonna happen. Um we already know that Barkley's not playing tonight. So you're gonna be juggling you know, Brita, Brightwell. It's, I mean, I, like we said before, you, I wouldn't be playing any of those guys. Um, try to find something else because if you, I mean, if you have to play them, then God bless. But yeah, you, 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 you should not be too down bad to the point where you have to play or start Matt Brita. Now, I know there's been a lot of injuries so far this year. It's only been two weeks, two and a half weeks, but I, I would, I would refrain from. I would they're, they're they're largely in a void now. There could be a small, very very small revenge game narrative with Matt Breida <laughs> playing his old team, going back to his old stomping grounds. Yeah, but no. But uh, ultimately, you're you're leaving these guys on the bench. You're just gonna let you you'll wait to see how things shake out for the most part. Yeah, and then the O line and D line for the Giants are in a big disadvantage versus uh, San Francisco uh, per PFF. Uh, I believe they're they're in the red for both matchups, so uh, it's going to be a long night for Daniel Jones for sure, and an even longer night for that uh, for that defensive line because we've seen that defensive line get zero, you no know, any type of pressure on the quarterbacks they played so far this season. Um, I would look to start Daniel Jones cautiously uh, because if they get blown out, then he'll get garbage time points. Uh, but Darren I do Waller. like I do like Darren Waller's matchup versus. Uh, this uh, linebacker secondary group because he's the main 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 target. I don't, their their linebackers can't really cover their safeties can't cover tight ends. So I would look to um, to start him for sure. I know the wide receivers can probably have some luck here, but I don't know which one to start because they play like eight of them. So uh, good luck trying to figure that out. So Darren Waller and, and Daniel Jones for me in terms of starting. Yeah, and on the 49ers side, I mean it's real simple. Christian McCaffrey. He's had 115 snaps so far this year. So, and then Elijah Mitchell has 10. So his usage is like off the charts. And he's legitimately on pace to break fantasy football again. So I, I think I think in this game he's probably not going to get as much usage because they're going to be 10 point favorites. They're going to be in a in a positive game script um, for all intents and purposes. So we'll probably see a little bit more of uh, Elijah Mitchell, um, Elijah Mitchell on, uh, tonight. But yeah, I, I think I mean this is this is I mean it's real simple. It's it, it's Christian McCaffrey, and that offense is probably just going to do whatever the hell they want. To be quite honest, I don't even think I don't even think Brandon Ayuk needs to suit up. I think he can. 
I, I I think he can I think he can rest his shoulder because it's it's kind of a tricky a, a tricky type situation. Now I think his uh, there was a there was there was a thread that I was reading about the sub- potential severity of his shoulder injury that obviously it came X-rays came back negative for any kind of collarbone or clavicle uh, injury or a break or anything like that. So that could, and then it was like a lower grade AC joint kind of situation. So it would just mm-hmm. come down to pain tolerance. And so I think he's best best suited to just sit out this week. Um, but you know, I'm saying that just being that, that's kind of being counterintuitive because I actually have Brandon Ayuk in quite a few leagues. And I kind of need him to play. Kind of need him to, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. not me. Yeah, I need him to play, but at the same time, like just kind of thinking about this from a from a from a from a real life perspective. Uh, he does don't want to risk any any further re-injury to that shoulder but you know you, you just never know um he, they said he's going to be a game time call so maybe maybe he does play and maybe he's on a snap count who who, who knows how it plays out but um but this 49ers team should, should roll in this one yeah they should all right so that is the end of the show man i don't got anything else um i appreciate y'all listening to us make sure y'all check out destinationdevy.com where we have all our you know all our podcasts on there. Uh, we got articles on there. We got, you know, tools for, you know, for your leagues, just a lot of different things that you can, you know, you, you can, you can get from that website. Uh, a lot of good stuff on there, including uh, Ike's uh, waiver wire uh, show that he puts on there and he spotlight a player each week that he puts on there. And then you also get my start shit, start sit art, uh, article on there also that comes out every Friday morning. So tap in with that. Ike, you got anything else? Nah, man. Yeah, I, I echo everything Gene said. Uh, Gene uh, mentioned just yeah, the destinationdevy.com and t- a lot of work was put into that. So you know the, the guys that were just kind of working behind the scenes, putting that together, and, and basically you know just just rolling it out for you people just to you know to, to help to help dominate your leagues. Uh, it's it's really a real a lot of real good information on there. Um, just check out just just check out everything that we're doing, man. It's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yep. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Off the Line FF or X for those people that are that have gotten acclimated to the switch. Uh, you can also follow me at Fantasy Genes. That's G E N E S. You can also follow Ike at just underscore Ike O nine. Team know? never update. Team never update. I still got, <laughs> I, still got the, I still got the blue bird on my on my phone. So we ain't we ain't updating to that X nonsense. Oh man. We we we, uh, we we team legacy. We team we team Twitter. All the way, tried and true, baby. On that note, make sure y'all, uh, you know, get ready for tonight's game uh, and for these weekend games. Let's let's go and get some W's. If you're zero two, don't panic. You still got time. I know it's it, it might look a little bleak, but you know, be patient. Try to make some moves on the waiver wire. I know most of y'all probably uh, leagues probably don't trade, but see if you can get something shaking in there. But you know, be patient. Don't don't be pressed to you know to make Jurassic moves and you know let's 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 attack week three. Peace out.